0: It's time to meet the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. This is the Pipeline Podcast, presented by Ruoff Mortgage. Let's see who's
1: coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tire.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Pipeline Podcast. It's great to be back. I'm really excited for this week's episode. Martin Rye-Savvy is a great interview and a great conversation. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this chat with Martin Rye-Savvy, but I'm also a little bit sad because this week is our final interview with the Blue Jackets prospect this season. Remember, things are winding down. The Blue Jackets are in their final week of the regular season. The Cleveland Monsters in the playoff push right now. They're in the hunt. They're in their final week of the regular season. The CHL playoffs are in full swing right now. The second round is about to start. We've got plenty to get to when it comes to all that. But this is our last interview with the Blue Jackets prospect. I've had a lot of fun doing this all season long. And, You know, really the reason that I love doing the Pipeline podcast is for seasons like this. Like, everybody hopes that the Blue Jackets are in the playoff picture. Nobody likes to miss the playoffs, and really nobody likes to be in the situation that the Blue Jackets are in right now. But the reason that I like doing the Pipeline podcast is, A, I'm a nerd when it comes to prospects. I love, you know, kind of forecasting the future for teams, not just the Blue Jackets. I like prospects for all teams and all sports, really. It's something that I've always been attracted to for whatever reason. But, you know, beyond that, these are the guys that are going to help the Blue Jackets get to that next level, hopefully. That's why I like doing this. I like allowing Blue Jackets fans to get to know these players before they're with the Blue Jackets. I think it allows you to get a little bit more excited about the Blue Jackets going forward. You know what I mean there? So that's why I like doing the Pipeline podcast, and that's why I'm sad that the conversations with Blue Jackets prospects are ending this season. But don't take that as me saying this is the end of the Pipeline podcast this season. That's actually completely opposite from from my plans for the Pipeline podcast. We are going to be ramping things up this season because this is a huge NHL entry draft, and it's a huge draft for the Blue Jackets in particular. As it stands right now, the Blue Jackets are going to have the opportunity to draft a very, very good player. Whether it's Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli or somebody else, the Blue Jackets are going to have the opportunity to draft a very good player. So my plan for the Pipeline podcast is this. Next week, we're going to be speaking with Rick Nash. We're going to wrap up this season with regard to Blue Jackets prospects. He's the guy that oversees the development for all Blue Jackets prospects, so we're going to talk to Rick about everybody, kind of get an overview of what he thinks about Blue Jackets prospects and how everybody performed this past season. Then after that, it's all about the draft. We're going to be talking with prospect experts, draft experts, hopefully some of the top draft eligible prospects themselves we will be speaking with people in the Blue Jackets organization that have a lot of say when it comes to the NHL entry draft. So that's my plan. I want to bring you a new episode of the Pipeline podcast every week from the end of the season leading up to the NHL entry draft. So we're going to have a lot of preview, a lot of coverage because I want to be ready for the NHL draft and I want you to be ready for the NHL draft. So I feel like I've talked for a while now, but that's a long way of saying this isn't it for the Pipeline podcast, but this is our final interview with a current Blue Jackets prospect for this season. So with that in mind, let's get into it with Martin Reisavi. Martin hails from the Czech Republic, six three, two 210 pounds. He's a big two-way power forward playing in his second season with the Moose Jaw Warriors in the WHL. He's a teammate of another top Blue Jackets prospect in Denton Matechuk. Martin had a pretty good regular season, 33 points in 47 games, 11 goals, and 22 assists. He was also a member of Team Czechia at the World Junior Championships, that roster with David Juracek and Stanislav fozel that went on to win a silver medal at the World Junior Championship. Martin Reisavi is very good friends with both of those players, which we'll get to in just a moment. But right now, he's having a nice playoff. The Moose Jaw Warriors swept their opening series. They're getting set for their second-round series against the Winnipeg Ice. That series will open up on Friday. So big games upcoming for Denton matechuk and Martin Savvy. But in the first round, Savvy had very good numbers. Two goals and three assists for five points in four games. So this is a guy that's hopefully trending in the right direction now. This is a very fun interview. I loved getting to know Martin Rice-Savvy. I think when we're done talking to Martin Rice-Savvy, you're going to have a new respect and a new love for him as well. You'll be rooting for him like I am. So let's get right into it. Here he is, Blue Jackets prospect and Moose Jaw Warriors forward Martin Rice-Savvy. All right, Martin. Well, let's get started where I begin with every Blue Jackets prospect that I talked to. How did you get into the game of hockey? Obviously, it's a big deal in the Czech Republic, right? But how did it start for you?
1: Yeah, I was I was probably like four um, and me and my parents, my parents bringing me to the the ice skating, like when you're just like cruising around and just just skating, nothing with stick. And I, I started to like it. So I was actually in a kindergarten for like a different sport like tennis and kind of like normal sports but like kids play and I told them just like yeah I just want to go there just because like I want to play hockey so I changed the school and everything and since then I'm playing that so no one actually just like forced me to play hockey I choose it by myself and I'm, I'm glad and Yeah, I'm just trying to stick with the same mindset since I'm since I was young, because like I love the game and just love the skating and playing with stick. And now I'm just trying to like have fun with hockey still. So that's all matters.
0: So a pure love of the game. You just love being out there on the ice. And it all started that your parents took you to a rink to do a free skate. And the rest is history.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, like it's pretty much uh, how you said. I I went for a skate. I started to like it, so they bring me a couple more times, and after I decided to go and play hockey, try the hockey. If I, I will be good at it, I was actually doing like a couple, few more sports. And now because you're young, you have a lot of energy, so parents wanted to give you the opportunity to try different sports. But yeah, hockey win, and uh, I stick with that since I it, it was probably my. My first sport, I tried and I, I, I stick with that.
0: All right. So what other sports did you play growing up before you decided to really start with hockey?
1: I played soccer. Uh, that's a, that's a, a kind of big thing in Europe. So pretty much if you're, you don't have to even have a team, you just can go to the street and play soccer. I play floorball. I played tennis a lot. And when I was a little bit, a little bit older, like. 13 uh i did some like uh nma fighting or something like that just like the conditioning and these stuff and i think it's nice like to know like how to fight a little bit you don't really know uh if you'll lean out on the ice or outside of ice just like protect yourself but the key was like do the conditioning stuff there
0: do you follow those sports professionally now like do you like mma or do you like soccer or uh tennis do you watch those sports a lot
1: yeah, like uh, when I see it on the TV, uh, some, t- some tennis, uh, I'm watching that uh, the same with the same with kind of like football uh, when I'm back home because the times here are not like that available for me because we have practices, games and everything. But otherwise, I'm following the sports, not the MMA a lot because like it's, it's a fighting, just like few few good battles or just good events i'm just like trying to follow but not a not a, a huge fan of that
0: like what's your number one sport outside of hockey would you say that you're watching a lot is it soccer or would you say it's tennis
1: i would say now uh the sports i'm watching and following the most is formula one okay okay uh i started like i started when i was i don't know young like eight nine because my family was watching that on the weekends and uh, I really like cars and everything about like racing. So now I'm pretty much watching every weekend. Like if there's a Formula One race or qualification or practice or whatever, I'm trying to watch that. Uh, watching the Netflix series, seeing that in one day. <laughs> so yeah, there's I a did. lot of things like I'm trying for, but probably like uh the soccer and the Formula Ones right now the most. Sometimes I watch tennis.
0: All right. Well, I'm a big Formula One fan, too, and the, the Netflix series is what got me into it. I'm sure like a, a lot of people in North America, you know, I think it's a bigger deal, deal in Europe, obviously, but people in North America really like Formula One now uh, with the Netflix series. And now they have the race in Miami, they have the race in Texas, and they'll have the race in Vegas this year. Who's your favorite driver and who's your favorite team?
1: Um, I'm going for Mercedes, uh, Louisa Milton and George Russell. I know they're uh, struggling a little bit right now, but uh, I'm cheering for them I know, for a long time. So uh, I'm uh, I'm a proud proud fan of them, and just trying to like stick with the same ones. But otherwise, like I'm I really like even if they're they're not winning or something, I really like like watching that because like you never know what's gonna happen, and there's a lot of drama about that and these kind of things. It's intense, so. Yeah, I, I love that watching every weekend sometimes, but i watching the uh the Netflix series just like a little bit, like I say, like, yeah, maybe a little add drama or like put drama in, but yeah, that's what people like, and I think that's, that's what brings a lot of people to watching that. And uh, yeah, it's a big deal in Europe, and I think an even bigger deal in the Middle East, so yeah, it's a great sport, yeah. obviously can have it don't have a chance to try it at least once. so when it's time in the summer i just go karting or something or last year i drove uh, a car on a circuit and it was really enjoyable
0: have you ever been to a race before or no
1: no uh, i had to uh i had the opportunity to go last year but we went for awards juniors in the summer so i had to cancel that so i'm now more like a guy who's watching it from home uh have a I have a statistics on my on my uh on my phone watching it on my on my uh MacBook. So <laughs> that's kind of how it went on so my on my race weekend.
0: What race uh would you have gone to if you didn't have to cancel what race was it? Uh in Hungary. Oh wow, the Hungarian Grand, P- yeah, Grand Prix. It's... That would have been cool. I want to go to the one in Montreal, the Canadian Grand Prix I've heard yeah, it's a really Canadian fun is, time. It's
1: pretty good. Like my my probably dream one is Monaco or British. These are like huge races. I'm like that's probably the biggest of like racing, just like more like the experience of like the biggest events. But yeah, there's a lot of I think every every race is special and everything for me about that is special. Just like how how cool is that to build a car? You can go uh, I don't know two hundred miles an hour or just like one fifty miles in the corner. So that's for me it's like really exciting. And even how the guys are racing to 20 best drivers in the world. So, yeah, it's trying to stick with that. And, of course, hockey. I'm watching hockey a lot.
0: Yeah, I love Formula One. I think it's almost a perfect sport. We just need a little bit more competition this year. Max Verstappen ran away with too many races last season. So if Ferrari and Mercedes and maybe some of those other teams, Aston Martin this year, who knows? But if some of those other teams can keep up, I'm excited for this season for sure.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Just get some more people on top and just more more sense to the sport. But yeah, at least like still it's a racing. It's a great sport. It's it's a queen of the motor sport. So, yeah, really enjoying that watching it like almost every weekend.
0: You brought up the Netflix series there for Formula One. Have you watched the one for tennis yet? Uh, Yeah. Okay, I was curious and I was going to ask you about that when you brought up tennis, because I recently watched the tennis series and I liked it a lot and learned a lot and thought it was very good. Do you have a favorite tennis player? Uh
1: actually it's Nick Kyrgios, one of them. It was Nadal, Federer. Uh I I play like semi-professional tennis or like just did like a kind of kind of try to be like a semi-professional or something like that in tennis. So it was not a big deal I just when I had a free time. So I was watching tennis a lot and didn't have a favorite player because I didn't know like what style I, Am I? Cause you're not know, like really professional, but yeah, now I'm like watching tennis. just like, yeah, I can understand it. I know how hard it is and it's, it looks so easy, but otherwise it's just hard. Like when you're playing three sets in the summer, like on the sun, it's just, you're just dead after that.
0: Yeah. The endurance those tennis players have, it's incredible, right? With games that can go hours and hours and hours. I don't know how they have the energy to keep playing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Like the, the best players are just like the endurance and uh, the quickness of them and how hard they can actually like shoot a tennis ball. So it's like if you see a surf or anything, it's like crazy. And like in the speed and in, the, in actually like everything about that is just incredible.
0: All right, let's get back to hockey. You talked about all the different sports that you played growing up, but you fell in love with skating and wanted to pursue hockey. So how old were you when you decided that hockey was going to be your thing? Uh, I
1: think it was from the start, number one, like since I was five, six, since I tried it first time. Yeah, I was like doing other sports, but the hockey was all the time, number one. And I did everything like about hockey, school even like my like events with family or anything it was all about hockey like hockey first before school and everything and i think when i was like 11 12 that was like the the point where i said like yeah hockey is gonna stay a number one sport for me
0: When did you realize that you could go somewhere with hockey? You know, you've been drafted by the Blue Jackets. You're playing major junior in Canada. You've played on the biggest stage at the World Junior Championship. So with all that in mind, like how old were you when you decided, yeah, I think I could play this sport professionally and do something with it?
1: Probably, mm, I think when I was like 16, under, under, under 16 national team, I had some like I changed a club in Czech and tried a bigger league, a bigger club. I was practicing with men when I was sixteen. Tried to compete with them. Uh I had one like preseason game with them. So I just like at the point I was like, yeah, I can probably like play. I I was not thinking about NHL. I was not thinking about Canada. But I was just thinking like about about things in Czech. So I I said myself like, I can play. Uh, this league, if I will be working hard, if I will do the right things, and I keep that, and it was actually better than I thought, so uh, when I get drafted even to the CA, by, uh, by the CHL important draft, it was actually like a huge thing for me, and I said to myself hey, if I'm drafted here, I can make it to the NHL draft, uh, I was not trying to think about it during the season, I'm just more like the person who's just focusing on myself and trying to be as best as I can just like prove myself I can be always better so yeah and when I get drafted it was a a huge accomplishment for myself but it's just the first step for me like and it should be for everybody because if you draft it doesn't mean you play there doesn't mean you get a contract doesn't mean you have the experience there so it was like a a really nice thing for me but otherwise it's just like a motivation to work even harder to get there
0: I'm always curious with you guys growing up in Europe, how much of the NHL you're able to watch when you're a kid. Like, were you looking up to the pros in the Czech Republic when you were growing up, or were you watching the National Hockey League when you could and watching players there?
1: Uh, yeah, obviously it's, uh, it's not easy because when you're young, uh, you need to, like, still, if you're 14, you don't want to, like, be up to, like, 2, 2 a.m. to uh, watch the NHL game. So if there was a time in a in like uh in the evening I tried to watch the NHL. Uh we usually watch like the pros in Czech and or like the uh Europeans league. But I was just the guy like who get home after practice and just put a YouTube YouTube on NHL and just see all the highlights from the night and I put the extents in one so you don't just have the goals, you have all the chances and everything. So if there was a chance to watch the whole game, I was watching that. But um, usually, just watching the highlights or just list the statistics in the morning when I woke up, I was like, "Hey, who's Who's doing good?" and everything. So it was more about that. Like, there's another. Now it's maybe easier because you're older and like you can you don't have to sleep a lot. But still, if you're an athlete and if you're in
0: Europe trying to watch NHL, uh, it's it's not the easiest thing. Who were your favorite players growing up? And who are some of your favorite players now?
1: Uh, actually, when I was growing up, uh, I really like Ovechkin. So, just like, it was not like something what I was like looking for, what I want to be. But I just like how he scored goals, how he's just like, just like the way he scores. like It looks so easy from the top of the circle, but uh, when you try it, it's not that easy. And even in the NHL, the goalies and everything is like in the top level but like a couple of years ago I was more like thinking about myself like hey I I need to like everybody every player needs to have some style or some like role in a team so now I'm I was more watching up to like uh, Matthew Tkachak or actually Jake Wojciech and these like kind of power forward guys who can just make uh, space for their teammates and make some like a smart place in in a game and just now I'm I don't have really like a favorite player, probably just like watching to the to the players who are just doing kinda kinda the style I wanna be. So I'm just trying to learn from the from the best of the best.
0: So a strong two way power forward, that's what you wanna be someday. Well, yeah, that's what you're uh, trying to be right now, I should say.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, obviously trying to do it right now. Uh it's it's not easy to get on top, but yeah, I'm trying to I'm challenging myself and working hard to to be there uh as soon as i can so two-way power forward uh i think i'm good in an offense uh good in the defense there's uh, still a lot of space to improve but uh probably no one is perfect so everyone can improve and if you know what you can improve it's that's the right key what you need to do
0: Tell me what it was like to be drafted by the Blue Jackets. You were taken by Columbus in the seventh round of the 2021 NHL draft. Did you have any idea going into the draft that the Blue Jackets were going to pick you?
1: Um, Yeah, obviously I spoke with the the teams before the draft, but the, the day in the draft... It was the, the second to seventh round, I think. Yes. Yes. That was the virtual draft, right? Yeah, that was the virtual draft. And I we got just from Finland, uh from the national team. And I was actually driving with my mom. And my mom was watching that a little bit, but uh we get home at the time when like the sixth and seventh round was starting. And I was just like home. I was just like loading the car and packing the things. I had my phone myself and Stan Swozil just called me. Hey, we are teammates again. I was like, Hey, like, what are you talking about? And I saw the call from the uh, and I get call from Rick Nash, and he told me I'm drafted by them, and congratulations and everything. So, it was actually like ten ten p.m. eleven p.m. So it was a nice thing to get to get to the bed with, and I was uh so happy about about everything would happen, and yeah, obviously like probably one of the best feelings in hockey would I what I've had in my career
0: yeah what did that mean to you and your family for you to be selected by the Blue Jackets I'm sure it was maybe the biggest thrill of your life at that time right
1: yeah it was it was the biggest thing in my life like obviously it was a late night a day so the next morning I get sex from probably everyone from my family and from my friends and yeah my parents and even my sister they are super proud of me and because I'm I was actually the first guy who like decided to go uh the way with being athlete in my life so i'm the, pretty much the first guy who played hockey and being an athlete like a full time so they were super proud of me but yeah my mom is a uh she's a best human being for me in my life but after that like two days after she told me yeah it doesn't mean anything to you, you gotta work hard still and be even better so at the point i was just like I'm listening to my mom a lot, so the point I just said, like, yeah, you you're right, because like, it's a draft, it's a big thing, but it's it's nothing like at the point if you're not making the team or just not able to get to at least a chance or at least a contract or something. If you're drafted, it's a it's a big thing, it's a big status to your career. But if you want to achieve something big, you gotta still work even harder.
0: Well, tell me about taking that next step then, leaving the Czech Republic and coming to North America. You're playing with Moose John now. So what was that decision like for you to make the leap to North America? And what's it been like the past couple of years living in Canada?
1: Yeah, obviously. Uh, I wanted to go uh, in 2020 when I was drafted here. And I was just like, I was talking to my agents about it. I was like, Yeah. Uh, that would be a CHL draft, we, uh, we put you there, so now you gotta make decisions if you wanna go there or not, cause after that like you can get drafted to different teams and these things. And I was thinking about that, like, probably that day. I was just thinking, yeah, I would just like, cause I was young like young, 16 year old, already living in a different city, I was like, yeah what's the difference being outside of home in Czech or outside and home in different country? And just like a uh, I wanted, like, it was not, like, going and looking forward to the draft, the most big biggest thing in that. But I was just like, yeah, I can learn English. I can I can be in, I can travel the board a little bit. And I can just uh, put myself in a little bit uncomfortable position and be, like, a more major guy. And just, like, leave the comfortable thing at home and uh, uh, get outside of the comfort zone a little bit. So I decided to go there. Uh, obviously, COVID canceled. Every flight I had like the, the second half in the 2020, even the league didn't start. So I stayed in Czech and I was glad I get like my hometown team, get an opportunity to practice and play and even uh, the team I was signed with. So that was a great thing for me just to be staying ready the whole year. And for next year, I came here with like, obviously I came in a Moose Jaw in like 2 a.m. I was, I, I saw that I was like, yeah, that's, probably what i what i actually know about this city so it's just not not a big not a big city just like a small community here but yeah the first thing first month was was great just trying to explore the new things but when the winter starts i was just that's the most weird thing or like worst thing here it's when you wake up and it's like minus 40 here it's like yeah i was I, I was getting used to that probably like for four months and I'm still like uh, my teammates joking about me. It's like, yeah, you're a Euro, you're always cold and these things like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, probably the winter, that was the, that was the biggest change and even like the culture, the language and everything. But I think I, I didn't have a bad English before I came here. Obviously, it, it changed a little bit and I get way better than that. But yeah, it was it was a great experience like to just go here be here by myself, be responsible for everything and just figure out everything in a different language. Sometimes a little bit tricky, but yeah, I get through that. And I'm glad I I made a decision.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. So you just wanted to challenge yourself and come to a new place and and grow that way. And I think you obviously have, right? You've you've become more of a man and you've become a better hockey player and all that. But I want to ask you about some of the differences between the Czech Republic and living in North America. I actually talked to Stan Sposel about it probably a month ago now, and Stan brought up the weather, just like you did. He said living in Regina with it being minus forty or minus fifty, it's ridiculous. He hates that. But he also talked about the food. He said the food in the Czech Republic is better than North America. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh yeah, I like the weather is uh I gotta agree with him because Regina <laughs> is not too far from Muzja, so we pretty much getting the same weather every day. But the food yeah, I'd say like I like the I like the Czech food uh, or like Czech, more the European style of the food because uh, like here I the things like it's more probably about uh what I'm used to from Czech because like uh, sometimes you get pasta and, you know, in Czech there's an Italian restaurant and they have, I don't know, 15 types of pasta and here when you got here is like chicken alfredo with pasta or just like the bolognese or uh. Parmesan chicken. I was like, that's not a like, it's not bad, but like, it's just three options, pretty, pretty classic options. So, yeah, I think the European food is, uh, is better and you have, you have more, more options. And if you want to decide to have something different, it's for me, I'm still going for European food. Even like the Canadian food is not bad, but still, I think you will have the most options in, in the world in a food.
0: What's your favorite food in North America? Like, is there something that you had never had before in Europe that you came over here, tried, and you really like it?
1: Maybe a hash brown. It's it's not bad. I've tried it first time here. Uh can't eat it the whole time. I'm uh, just having sometimes having it on a trip or something like that. Yeah, that was that was uh probably not the best thing I've tried, but I like that was the thing I've n- never had before and tried it, it was not too bad. But yeah, I'm still like, even here, I'm staying a little classy, like the European style, just going, even when I'm making food at home, just like trying to to do the things I would make at home. Or yeah, probably like, there's a lot of things like what I don't mind, but I don't know if there's just one thing where I would just take out from everything else. So you cook? Yeah, I'm cook. I'm a cook. Not all the time, but I think I'm good. I'm not making some super difficult meals or something for a whole family, but as long as it's like healthy and uh, even the putting the things together, just like not trying to do something a little, uh, uh, what takes like two hours, usually do like three 30 minute meal. So usually just pasta rice or just like, a, I know, do a stay with salad or these just like things what athletes eat. So it's not really that hard. I learned it Uh, when I was when I was sixteen, moving moving to a different city. So, my mom learned a lot of to me. Some things you can always go on the internet and find everything. So, it's I think it's not hard. And if someone wanna learn how to cook, it's it takes like one week.
0: All right, I gotta ask you about this past year's draft because you brought it up when you were drafted. Stan Fosel texted you and said, "Hey, we're teammates again." This year, the Blue Jackets drafted David Juracek sixth overall, a guy that you're familiar with from playing with Team Czechia. And then, twelfth overall, they draft your current teammate in Moose Jaw, Denton Matechuk. So what was that like for you? How excited were you that both of those guys are joining you with the Blue Jackets?
1: Yeah, actually, it was funny because I was watching, the, watching this, or like last year's draft more than my draft. Because I had a time, like, I was not driving or doing some, I was just at home. It's like, yeah, I would go to watch it. When I saw David coming, t- coming to the Blue Jackets was pretty awesome. Just like another good friend of mine and uh, another great player, and just like who I wished him the best in there. And like when I see him, uh, saw him coming to Blue Jackets, I just text him right away. It's like yeah, yeah congratulations. Uh, you're gonna see each other it's there on a the camp, so it was a great thing. Like even for another Czech guy there, and obviously like fifteen minutes after fifteen minutes after it was uh, Denton. So yeah I was really glad he, he got drafted there too. Because yeah we are good friends uh and yeah we playing we played here last year together, we playing this year here together. So I was really, really proud of each one. And I think they all deserve it uh to be in a first round that high and even more I was glad they're drafted by Blue Jackets.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Blue Jackets fans are very excited about both of those players, and you've had the opportunity to play with both of them. So tell me and tell our listeners what makes each of those players special. What makes David a great player, and what makes Denton a great player?
1: I would say uh, with David, it's gonna be it's gonna be the shot, and like uh, he's a he's kind of big physical guy, so he can hit. He can he has a good shot from the blue line and just like he's trying to play simply he's not doing something like super special on the ice but i think it's like the how simple it is it's more efficient for him because when he gets the puck on the blue line he's thinking about the shooting on the net i mean when he with his shot it's it's obviously a great thing because he has a one of the he had one of the best shot on the world juniors this year so I think that what really makes him special, and I think that's one of the reasons why he get drafted that high. And with Denton, I would say, uh, it's just like, like the hockey sense for me the most, uh, and like how he can read the players, and uh, when he's under pressure in the corners, he can always find a way to escape, and uh, he's re- he's really tough when like even like forward like. I'm redoing doing practice four check practice, and when I see dance, I know it's gonna be tough because he's he's really good on his edges. He can really uh he can read the players uh really good, and the hockey sense for him is the is the best thing I've seen on the defenseman in like one one of the best defensemen in this part what I've seen, and obviously they both have a good shot, great passes, and uh know how to play hockey so. I think that's the key.
0: All right. Tell me about your favorite part of being in the Blue Jackets organization so far. We've seen you at development camp. We've seen you at Blue Jackets training camp. We've seen you in Traverse City. So what's been your favorite part of being in the Blue Jackets organization to this point?
1: Like probably. um, I would be probably super straight just to get an opportunity to get like see how it works in the biggest league in the world like for me i i don't have a father who's former hockey player or anyone from my family so for me it was like a great thing because like there was a the thing i was dreaming of just like get to the stage with these players when you on the ice against patrick Lina or johnny goodrow or or these players is just like unbelievable experience for you but yeah i think that was the biggest part like just get the Blue Jackets jersey on me and play play for your organization and just uh, challenge myself to be better. And, uh, and everything was, that was not a bad thing about that experience.
0: What's your biggest goal going forward as you try and make it to the NHL? Like as you've talked with Rick Nash and maybe some of the other Blue Jackets development coaches, what do they want you to get better at? And what are you working on to hopefully be in the NHL one day?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to like, be uh be the two-way power forward uh get the pucks to the net uh uh keep my legs moving and everything and that's pretty much uh the biggest thing i gotta do just stick with that and make myself even better in that because if you want to be a power forward you gotta be uh strong on a puck uh go to the go to the net a lot it's a tough spot but you gotta do that you gotta you gotta stay and play physical so these all things when i'm talking to to even break or Derek Dorsett or anybody from the Blue Jackets, they want they see me as the player to be the hard, uh, hard to handle when I'm skating. So uh, that's probably the biggest thing I'm trying to improve. Always like there's a lot of things in improve. I try to and I'm trying to do and be better in a in a in defensive zone and be uh, good, responsible in D zone. But yeah trying to skate a lot uh trying to take the bugs to the net and be be simple but efficient in in the way how I would play
0: what do you like to do away from the ice like do you watch movies do you watch TV read books play video games what are you into um
1: I used to be a, a kind of big uh, video game or video games gamer but now uh I'm not really uh, playing games a lot just sometimes watch some uh some of the games i used to play but yeah i'm not a big reader so pretty much watching movies uh watching uh series or just i like like when i'm in the summer even skating so i just like to be around my friends uh go outside just i don't care if it's i'm going for a walk with my dog or just going for a coffee or Hang out with my friends, just trying to be active and trying to do like some, some fun things in in the life. Not, uh, probably not the not the most crazy guy you've met, but I'm staying pretty normal, but just uh, trying to enjoy the life as much as I can.
0: Are you watching anything specifically right now? Like, do you have a favorite movie or are you watching a TV series <laughs> right now?
1: I know a lot of people probably will hate me for that, but I'm watching Harry Potter right now, and I've seen it for the last four years, probably like eight times.
0: I love Harry Potter. It's like it's my favorite movie series out there, and I read all the books this summer. So nobody will yeah, hate. Him. I think a lot of people like it.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great thing. I was just yeah, I was at home. Uh, didn't have a plan for for the afternoon, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch something. Uh, we had a day off, so. I went to the first uh, episode of Harry Potter, and now I'm I'm in I'm in uh this seventh I think, so yeah I'm a big uh, Harry Potter fan fan or even Marvel I'm watching a lot or just there's a mood sometimes for some series uh I'm watching The Mentalist or Doctor House these two are just great just like love the humor, or if I have a time and just don't want to like watch a movie I'm just some stand up comedy shows or. Just some like I'm a big car fan, so when I see some car, what I, what I really like, and, uh, so I'm playing, uh, I'm trying to find out something about that, just watching the videos, watching the experience, and, and these things.
0: What house would you be in in Harry Potter if you had to get sorted into a house? Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, what would you be in? Gryffindor for sure <laughs> just because the best are in Gryffindor right
1: um I think I'm I will be the best one I'm uh I think I'm a little bit like uh like they said in a movie I'm not really sticking to the to the to the all of the rules I sometimes I'm breaking the r- rules a little bit but I'm usually I'm trying to always doing the right things and trying to be the, the the good guy, I'm not a. am not trying to be a bad guy. So, I think when you broke the rules and you stay as, as a good guy, it's it's not a bad thing.
0: Perfect. Martin, the last thing I've got for you here and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. What did it mean to you to take home the silver medal with Team Czechia at the World Junior Championships this winter? You unfortunately ended up losing to Connor Bedard and Team Canada in the gold medal game. But it was the first medal in a long time for Team Czechia. So what did it mean to you to be a part of that team?
1: Yeah, obviously, uh, it was uh, one of probably, I would say, one of the best experience I've had in hockey. Uh, probably the best experience I've had in national team. That's for sure. But yeah, we, we were dreaming about that since we were 16. sixteens. So we were competing, uh, didn't have a really good result sometimes but last uh last summer uh we went to it uh we went to the tournament finished fourth with one of the youngest team in the tournament we were sad in the end because we lost but it was still a great experience even in the summer and i know we go into the winter with a strong team with a strong experienced team and when we get to the tournament, how we beat Canada in the first game, it was, like, obviously a really big thing. Because, like, everyone said, like, yeah, Czech, yeah. Like, they're going to lose. Like, they always losing to Canada. So we beat them, and now everyone just switched. And it's just like, yeah, Czech's going to do good. Like, everyone's talking about us. Even, like, we went to down to their street. And I was like, yeah, yeah you check check, guys. It's like, yeah. So everyone's starting talking about us obviously with that comes a lot of pressure but i think the that separates the good from the bad players how we can handle the pressure and everything and when we made it to the final was obviously one of the biggest thing in the last i know 10 years in hockey in check yeah it was probably uh, it was really for me it was really sad in the end when we lost and because we were so close if it would be probably 2-0, and we end up 2-0. Uh, I would be sad, but not probably that sad. As after the overtime winner, they scored. So, yeah, it was sad. But after the game, we just like realized you made a medal. Uh, You made a medal for your country. And we didn't have medal for 18 years. So it was a, a huge thing for, for everyone. Even everyone was like super sad about that. And even now I'm, <laughs> I'm not really happy with the result where we came from. I think we deserve the gold, but yeah, it's it it is what it is. Uh, it's hockey. You, you know, you if you want to lose, if you want to win, you have to lose sometimes, and you got to learn from that. But when you got when we get back to Czech for three days, everyone was talking like, yeah, you did a very good result, one of the best results, one of the best hockey we've seen play, the Czech national team. And at its stage, it just changed up a little bit the mindset It's just not really that sad. You're proud, but still, like, sorry, because everyone hates losing.
0: All right, Martin. Well, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. It was great to get to know you. Best of luck for the rest of the season in Moose Jaw. I'm hoping that you guys are able to make a long run in the playoffs, and I'll see you this summer in Columbus. All right? Thank
1: you for the invite. It was great.
0: see what I mean about Martin Rysevi? He is awesome. I love that conversation. Loved getting to know him. And I really, really want the Moose Jaw Warriors to go far in the WHL playoffs. And hopefully beyond that go far as well so best of luck to martin rice savvy and denton mate is i want to say thank you again to martin rice savvy for taking the time there we essentially went 40 minutes with that interview so martin taking a lot of time out of his day a couple of weeks ago to get that done with me so just want to say thanks again to him and as always thank you for being with me on the pipeline podcast thanks for being with me all season long as again that is our final interview with the blue jackets prospect this season but I won't be gone for long. I'll be back next week bringing you Rick Nash to talk about every prospect in the Blue Jackets pipeline. Then after that, it's all about the 2023 NHL Entry Draft.